Hello, and welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire. My name's Cole, and today I'm with Eli. Uh, Eli owns AB Graphics and Promotions. Eli, tell us a little bit about what's going on. All right, so uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we're just, um, hopefully you can give us some uh, some insight on how to help our, uh, help our shop a little bit. Um, yeah, so basically what happened was you emailed me this morning at like yeah. seven in the morning, and then you were saying yeah. that you were having a hard time and like you weren't sure what was missing to increase your sales. And then I was bored yeah. today and I was like, okay, <laughs> let's get on a Zoom call. Yeah. I was like it was perfect timing. So how's it been going? It sounds like you wanted to increase your sales. Was it going well before COVID or is this a an yeah. old problem? <clears throat> yeah, so before COVID, we we were doing okay. We were never doing like, you know, crazy, crazy numbers. Um, like we never even, we never really hit 100K or anything. Um, mm -hmm. And we've tried a few things. We've tried, you know, Facebook ads, some some Google. We had Google like is okay for local, local at least. Like we'll get a decent amount of calls. But um, like the Facebook ads and stuff, and we've even spent some money um, hiring like a a professional marketing team to help us out and we just never really you know um, yeah got got too much out of it um How many people it's just tough you know like so um i have two employees right now um one is like an artwork and kind of they help me send emails and stuff like that outreach mm -hmm. and all that and then the other i just is like a print assistant so if i'm not printing they're printing and then they do all the screens and setups and all that stuff are they working part-time? Because how can you afford them if you're not doing that much money? <clears throat> yeah, so right now, the um, the uh, the lady who does the art, she's part-time, and the other guy gets close to 40 hours. Um, so are you losing money uh, every month? Like, are um, you profitable? There is a couple months where I am, but yeah, no, I'm I'm profitable, but not, not as much as, you know, I should be. Um, like I, some months I might lose a couple bucks, but most of the time I, I can scrape by, I mean, which still isn't great, but yeah, you know, so are you pretty much always on press and you're also like head of sales? You're, you're everyone basically other than having helpers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm the, I'm the printer, the accountant, the sales rep, <laughs> everything right now. Janitor. Yeah. Yeah. that's the fun that's yeah. the fun starting moment the um yeah it, it's hard when you've got that because even if you only have like 100 pieces booked if you're on press is it a manual yeah we have two manuals um we were actually in the process of getting a uh, uh anatol um and then COVID happened and then you know yeah so as soon as you know we can kind of get back on uh, on track here i plan on getting a an automatic um and get rid of one of those those manuals yeah i, I don't know how well the anatols work i know that their price is like crazy low compared to some of the other machines hey do they yeah have no i mean warranty? realistic they do and they have specialists like all over the u.s so it's it's um i hear the only downside is their uh they have they run into more problems so more maintenance um i guess is a is a a lot of people say is a starter yeah that's for, cool. uh, automatic so starting with you you sent me some of your links uh to kind of look at what you were doing wrong mm -hmm. um, or things that you can do for free to improve 
and I have a lot of notes. Um, so the number one thing that's a problem is you've never even finished your Google local um, page. And that's a huge problem for your search ability. Um, so okay. when I search your business, you have no address, you have no business hours. And the cell phone, when you call it, I think is just literally your cell phone with a voicemail that doesn't even say it's the business. Okay. So that's like a huge problem that you can fix in five minutes. Yeah, basically yeah. you look completely unprofessional to anyone that looks you up on Google. And then mm -hmm. it also looks like you're like in a garage or something. Are you in a garage or are you in a warehouse or where are you? No, we're in a, um, we're in a uh, actual shop. It's smaller than uh, what we were before. And right now we don't really like to bring clients there for that reason. So that's why I don't put the address on. Um, well, I mean, so, it can like, still be it, appointment only or whatever, but. Can you, can you make it say that on Google? Yeah. I mean, you can, I don't know if you can make it say that on Google, but oh, okay. um, I wouldn't worry too much about having a small space and people coming to it. At yeah. one point we had like less than 1100 square feet. And honestly, like maybe like 200 of it wasn't usable. Uh, and we still like made a little nook area that was chill so that people could talk to you, even if they were only in like 150 square feet. And then right. we just had like the presses and stuff behind that um, because people get freaked out if it's like, oh, you can't come here, just give me your money. Like right, that kind right. of attitude is alarming to people and you're trying to not let them know that it looks bad, but it looks even worse when you say like, oh no, just give me the order and <laughs> yeah. like it's creepy. No, yeah, I hear what um, you're saying. So yeah, I would put your business hours in immediately, put your address in. You have no photos on Google Local. I would put photos up of your work. Is there a, hang on a second. I want to make sure you're looking at the right Google listing because I could have sworn that we have a. I just Googled AB graphics and promotion, but that's, um, okay. that's just the beginning. So yeah, <laughs> uh, the next thing I would do is you've got, um, when I'm on your website, the abgraphicsco.com. Yeah. Um, there's a few things. I, I don't get a sense of what you actually do. And also, nobody types in custom apparel in search engines. So having mm -hmm. your H1 just say custom apparel made easy, it means nothing. And no one is searching it. So okay. no one is searching custom apparel made easy near me. What they're typing in is like custom t-shirts or screen printing. Um, yeah. And you can put a whole bunch of stuff under this H1 header. That's literally your, the top of your website. Mm -hmm. You can put, uh, you know, custom screen printing in Buffalo, New York. And then underneath it, like we make custom apparel easy by handling everything for you. We also offer embroidery and DTG and whatever. Um, but there's basically zero information on this front page. Like a search engine can't find you because you never even typed the words. <clears throat> right. That's what um, you're saying. Another thing is I would like saying quality prints, for example, once again, there's no SEO optimization at all there. Um, and when you scroll down, it says you have custom t-shirts and hoodies, but um, 
it just says tees headwear fleece like there's no brands there's no catalog like what i would say is with these kind of websites you're going to want to go and create individual pages for not only everything you offer but like subcategories so like if you have water base and that's why you're saying you have a smooth soft feel then you should yeah. have an entire page about water base what it is why it's eco-friendly and just keep writing words because the more words you have when someone types in eco-friendly uh t-shirts near me you actually yeah. have put that on your website just saying will not crack is not a feature that's not right. something people are searching so you need to have hey we offer plastisol we offer water base so therefore you have two whole pages explaining what the difference is and you have to have a page explaining you have screen printing or you have embroidery that you outsource yeah. so that people know that you're actually the solution they're looking for before they even try to contact you because if you look at your statistics normally what you'll find is that your page has a bazillion clicks like let's say you have a thousand clicks on your page how many yeah. of those people ever filled out your contact form like you might have a dozen in a week out of a thousand that you just lost because they decided you weren't actually a professional option and so you lose them all because of the website okay so yeah i mean focusing on giving yourself a lot of seo improvements and multiple pages um is going to help you a lot for this catalog if you don't want to build it out yourself you can mm -hmm. just go to like sns activewear and they'll make you a catalog website that you can link to but at least you yeah, can yeah. click a button that actually goes somewhere because right now when you click it it just doesn't do anything right just it goes back to the top of the home page yeah yeah um, i was still um debating whether or not to just integrate that or just to do it myself because I did it myself it was a lot of work but what we decided think, uh, to do on our website was we created a best sellers page so we have yeah. like uh i don't know nine t-shirts that we like we have like hoodies we like and that you can go through our products page and look at what we call the best sellers and right. then we have a full catalog link which is just the sns activewear catalog and all we did okay. was put it in an iframe so it's inside of our website but it's just floating there. So if somebody wants to pick one of 200 styles, they can, and they don't even leave our website when they do it. Okay, that's perfect. Um, so yeah, the, the website I think needs a lot of extra text and stuff, but I don't have a problem with like the structure of it. So I don't think you need to pay anyone to do it. You just need to start yeah. typing. Just beef it up a, up a bit. Yeah. Um, okay. On your how it works page, it looks like you just kind of have this really basic like upload your design, but then there's no button to upload. And then mm -hmm. you're going to send them a mock up and then it's just going to magically be shipped to them. And there's no like it, like if you go to the bottom of your one, two, three and you click get started it literally just says this page could not be found. So it's not even linked to your contact form. So if somebody saw that page, which really isn't that bad, and it could maybe be improved a little, they still would lose trust in you because they can't even go to the contact page when they click the button. So stuff like that is losing you a ton of leads. You're not going to have a big order come through this website and then say like, oh, I'm going to ignore the fact that the buttons don't work and still pick him over every other printer in town. 
Like right. that stuff eats you alive in as far as conversions. So that's kind of my notes on the website. Um, the contact form itself is perfectly fine when you do the get a quote. Um, yeah. I personally have like more <clears throat> details in mind just so that I can give like a perfect quote, but that's kind of up to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> as far as the phone number that you have, like I said, you should definitely change the voicemail and say that it's a business. Um, okay. Or you can use something like Mighty Call, where you get a business phone line and then it forwards to your cell. But you're well, that's actually what it is. able it's... to do like a business line. Yeah, it's um, that's what I have it. It's under Google, Google uh, Voice or Google Hangouts or something. Um, but I guess I gotta just fix the voicemail on there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do a voicemail and it, some like you might even want to do an introduction thing. So it's like, thank you for reaching out to AB Graphics. Um, a sales rep will be with you soon. And then it starts yeah. ringing something yeah, so that yeah. they know it's like a real business. There is right, like a right. strong fake it till you make it thing going on where the more legit they think you are, the more real calls you'll get. You said right. earlier that you get a lot of like little orders and that that's your focus. And I think that's a terrible way to make money. Um, you're yeah, better yeah. off with a guy who gives you 500 pieces a week and having zero clients except for one guy, then you are dealing with all these people that don't know how to handle art, don't know how the process works. You get sucked into a lot of sales calls and then you only make 200 bucks on the order because it's a tiny order. Right. Um, so focusing on like, you don't have to do 10,000 shirts, but you do want like consistent work that's a little bit higher volume. Um, and then the yeah. small stuff, I would charge a lot for. How much do you charge for like, a dozen shirts that are like a one or a two color. Um, pull up, let me pull up my price sheet. It's our prices are pretty. Um, we're not like super cheap. We're one of the more like high end price wise shops in the area. Um, so like, if somebody wanted like a a, a two color say they wanted two dozen, I'd charge like almost five bucks just for the print price. Oh, that's really, really cheap. You think? For the print price? Well, what would you do with the shirt and everything? Because anyone buying two dozen doesn't have the shirts yet. Yeah, so um, the shirts from, if they do Gildan's or Portland companies, that's like two bucks. So that'd be like seven, eight bucks each. So you don't even mark up your blanks. Only like 20% to cover shipping. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's super cheap, in my opinion. A two color from us is nine thirty three. We have a hundred and ninety three percent markup on the blank, and we're charging five dollars and twenty four cents for the print cost. And mm -hmm. we get clients calling from New York all the time, and we ship at UPS. Right. So those are people that are choosing to use me in California instead of you who's literally in their state and you're cheaper yeah. and it's all about like presentation and trust yeah so price really isn't everything then no i don't think competing on price is ever a good idea and then also right. if they're going to sell these for 15 to 25 i mean why why would they have a problem with doubling up their money and then if mm -hmm. they have real volume like we have real discounts at real volume, but 
to us, real volume is hundreds of units. So we have price breaks like at 50, 100, 250. And then we have like big price breaks. Um, and what you should be aiming for, especially if you want an automatic is how do I get like a brewery that needs 500 to a thousand units basically every single month because yeah. they move merch and then you can work out a deal with them and be like, Hey, your shirts are seven bucks a piece. But when, you know, Kathy walks in off the street for the cruise and she wants cruise shirts, there's no reason for her to get the same deal as someone doing hundreds of units with you. Right. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, I would focus not so much on going after some crazy amount of shirts, but you do mm -hmm. have to go after established businesses that are doing consistent uh, quantities. Like we have some roofing clients, even it's the easiest work in the world. So one color, mm -hmm. but those guys destroy the shirts. They've got a staff of like 75. The boss buys every guy like five shirts every six weeks. And we just have that order every six weeks. <clears throat> crazy easy. Um, yeah. And it, they're not like a big company, but it's a lot better than dealing with little jobs with people who don't know how to place orders with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's ideally where we want to, where we want to be um, in the near future. It's just like, that's the stuff that's kind of paying the bills right now, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard to, uh, to go after a lot of these companies, um, at least locally, because a lot of them, uh, you know, they only care about price, which isn't necessarily, you know, I guess your ideal client, but. I can guarantee you that there are thousands of companies that don't only care about price. Right, right. So, I mean, it, for every random rejection, you just have to completely throw it away. Because if mm -hmm. you contact 100 people, either with cold calls or meeting them in like a convention because conventions come back or whatever, and you walk away with only two clients, if those are two good clients, that could be thousands of dollars in your pocket every single month, you know, moving forward. So right. like getting hung up on, oh, this one guy wants it for $4.50, it doesn't mean he's right. And it doesn't mean you're missing out on business necessarily. Right. Um, another thing I noticed about the business in general is that there's not much of there. It, it feels like there's no ideal client. So if you were going after the soccer moms and you wanted to land every soccer mom, they wouldn't have a way of knowing that on this website. And if you wanted to go after churches, they wouldn't think, oh, this is the, the official Christian printer. Or if you wanted to go after bands, no one would think that you knew how to do band merch because you don't mm -hmm. have like a focus and a presentation. For us, our general pitch is that we do e-commerce like printing and fulfillment. And we do yeah. a ton of people that do not need that. There are a bunch of people that go to our website and they just need 80 shirts for like an event in a few weeks. But the fact that we have like a streamlined focus allows people to find us online and also to think, oh, this is what I was searching for. If you have a website that just is focused at nothing, you'll have people not thinking that they need it. It'll just feel like a, just a quick print shop page um, that becomes kind of grayed out. Like you're almost better off deciding that your entire business does absolutely nothing but merch for like 
roofing companies only period. And then your job every day from like 7 a.m. till 10 a.m. is to do nothing but contact every roofing company in America and give them like the roofing company package. And that's your entire business, period. That kind of focus will make you more money than what you're doing now. Right. Because right now you're just trying to accept something and you need to decide what that customer is. And then how can you serve that customer so that they go, mm -hmm. oh, we have to go with this guy. He does X, Y, and Z. But if you're not presenting X, Y, and Z, you're just kind of coming up, waving your hand and saying like, I would like business. And that's not going to convince anyone. Right, right. Yeah, like we, uh, we do try to um, like specialize in like clothing brands and band merch. Because around here, there's like a big, uh, a big scene. People love like the Buffalo kind of, you know, brands and stuff like that and the sports and all that stuff. So we do like a, a decent amount of printing for people like that. But, um, you know, like that, those kind of jobs don't pay the bills, you know. Well, you have to decide, do they either A, not pay the bills or are they B, totally worth it and you're going to double down on it? So right, if right. they're worth it, maybe create a whole new website that says like buffalomerch.com, which is something really memorable for people to find and search. And you yeah. have this top level domain for people in a local area who are like, I need merch. Hey, look, Buffalo merch. Something like that is a lot easier for you to be catchy and grabby and also show up in Google than AB graphics and promotional, which that name doesn't even mean that you have like screen printing involved. It's just, it could be that you're making vinyl banners. It could be making, you know, like uh, giveaway promo products like ASI stuff. It doesn't right, have yeah. like a blatant, this is what I do ring to it. So even if you mm -hmm. keep AB graphics as like the parent company, having focuses that are maybe completely different websites is going to allow you to stand out and service people better because they'll understand what you offer. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, so moving on. And by the way, I don't mean to be dumping on you. I'm trying to no, get- No, I, I, yeah, I appreciate it. Constructive the, uh, criticism. I mean, I, I feel like as far as your goal of getting past 100,000, especially if you have people helping you, you should absolutely be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that I would recommend if you do get a big client who calls is take the job and outsource it because um, you may not be able right. to put out a thousand units on a manual, but if you just talk to the bigger shop in town, you can at least keep the client and then you can take, you know, 15% of the order or whatever. So social media, uh, what I learned about your social media is you do best when you do video. Um, it seems like that's when people engage with you is the videos and the, like the moving stuff does better like than just a picture of a, of a shirt. Picture, yeah. So I would definitely focus on video and I would be purposeful with it. And I would add a ton of personality. So if you and your staff like, like each other, uh, you should make videos with your staff in the shirts, not just flat shirts, because flat shirts are never going to be interesting, even if it was hard to print. So 
put it on people, have a model, have them goof around, come up with like a stupid idea for a video clip that's 10 seconds. But that kind of like personality is going to get you a lot more engagement. Instead of posting flat shirts on a table, put it on your staff, have them like pose, have them like do a little 10 second funny thing. Like even if you're okay. holding the camera away from you and you're like putting the shirt on and being like, we just printed this right now. I'm so excited to print for this company. Can't wait to print for them all week. Right. That kind of stuff is going to get a lot more engagement and it's going to give you a lot more personality. People feel like they want you to succeed. Um, whereas something like a flat Instagram photo on a table, even if you did a good job right. on the shirt, which all these shirts look good, they just aren't like entertaining and they're not like striking. Yeah. So yeah, I would do that, especially if you want to build it up quickly, you should just decide to do it every day. Just here's what we're doing right now. We're cleaning up the ink area because it's crazy. And then you'd like do this quick little nothing right. about the ink area or like, hey, have you ever seen how we burn our screens? Here's our new screen, blah, 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 blah. And just every single day, like figure out what am I going to post that's 30 seconds long. So it's just constantly rolling out. Um, yeah, and that'll help, that'll help people feel connected to you instead of it just being like this page that's there. Right. Because you actually have a decent amount of engagement already. And these people will just help you make it bigger as you push it further. Yeah. So another thing that I wanted to talk about the sales funnel. Um, do you have any sort of like email sales funnel that you're using? Like you're using MailChimp that then leads them to a page on your website where they can like get a deal or get a promotion. Are you doing anything like that? Um, not really. Some right now I'm just kind of boosting like some of my posts. Like on Facebook boost for the, yeah, and Instagram. I like promote promote something like, hey, we did this. Because I remember hearing, you know, we on a podcast, you said just to try doing that a little bit, put like 10 to 15 bucks on it. And what, what kind of results are you getting from that? <clears throat> um, getting a lot of followers. Like I got, like we got 500 followers just in the past, probably like two or three weeks just from boosting posts and then the engagements. But um, I'm not necessarily sure if it's like, the right uh people because we're getting followers and we're getting some likes but out of uh out of all that how many jobs did i get like maybe one or two you know well one or two is actually pretty legitimate so uh, how much do you think you spent total on the boost and then how much do you think those two jobs were worth so that way you can start to look um, at the map and scale it in some way yeah yeah so we definitely got a return on it, I guess, because I know one of the jobs was like, a, it was a decent size order. It was like 400 bucks for like, uh -huh. a, I think they got some polos um, and we just, we subbed out the embroidery, but we still make it a couple bucks on it. And uh, I'd say like maybe one, one or two posts a week, I'll put like 10 bucks on. Um, so so I would like 50 bucks, 75 bucks. I would take that total. idea and be a lot more purposeful with it. So if you have mm -hmm. like, let's say those embroidery polos show up in your shop before they pick up, you should make yeah. a video about like, hey, we make embroidered uniforms for your business. Give us a call today. We've got the best price on embroidery in Buffalo. Let's do this. We'll make them uh, for you in one week. And you like look into the camera, show the polos, like smile. 
that kind of a post you then boost especially if you target it so that you're not targeting because the big problem with screen printers is that they all like each other's pages so we all have like right. hundreds of other screen printers looking at us for no reason and there's no point to boost yeah, to each yeah. other so what you should be doing is yeah. boosting to like business owners in buffalo so that they mm -hmm. who never see this kind of content see that video of you being like this friendly personable person looking into the camera and saying like, hey, I can do your embroidery. I can get it done in a week. It looks like this. I just did it for this guy down the street from you. You know, that kind of like more direct salesmanship doesn't have to be like used Kari. It can be professional, right, right. but also friendly. It doesn't have to be trashy. And I think that does a lot yeah. better than like a picture of a t-shirt and it says, I'll do this for $5 in the like comment. That's not, it's not gonna connect with people. Like the ads that right. we spend money on, we edit together, um, but they're not like professionally shot and they're not like edited in any special way, but it is just like voiceover of like, here's all the things we can offer your business. Let's get started. And like asking for the sale is really key in actually getting a sale. If you just exist, they, they don't take that action. Right, right. So yeah, I would I would keep boosting the posts like you're doing, but just do it a little more intentionally. If you want to sell hats this week, you should make a post about embroidered hats and that's what you boost. And then next week it's like, hey, it's freezing outside. We have heavyweight hoodies and we can put your company logo on it. They're this much call today. That way people will actually kind of know what to do because they're not going to know what to do with just like a photo of you doing something because it doesn't explain enough. Right. Okay. Um, so the employees, how many, like how much are they helping you and how much are they costing you? Because I definitely know <clears throat> so, guys um, that have made a hundred thousand with zero employees. Yeah. So my employees are both 1099. Um, and the, the guy who helps me with the screens and to help me print and stuff, I'm paying him 15 an hour. Um, mm -hmm. 1099. And then, uh, the lady who does artwork, I basically pay her per piece of artwork that she does. And then sometimes she'll just help me out with some other stuff, like, you know, and I include that in the, in the price of her doing the artwork. So, so like if she's doing like, yeah, if she's doing, she's right out of college from, uh, she did graphic design or something in college. So oh. she's, um, she just wants some experience, I guess, which is, it works out for the both of us. So she'll do like color separations and stuff like that for me for like 30 bucks. Yeah, well, She's so she bad. sounds perfect. I don't know if there's much to change about that. But yeah. the guy who helps you with the printing, is he capable of being the the screen printer? Like Yeah, no, he prints like without me there and stuff. So he knows what he's doing. It's just, do you have another job? Sometimes there's a lot uh, more work for him to do and easier for me to print, you know? Do you have another job or is this your only job? No, this is it. So what I would suggest is get it, even if he has a lot to do mm -hmm. within reason, you need to figure out times where you're a hundred percent off the press because you have no salesperson and right. no company is going to grow with zero sales. So if you're on press trying to bang out stuff, and you miss phone calls or you don't make calls to try to get an order 
um, and you're not like being a salesperson, you guys could be the best print in the world and you're not going to get new customers. You need that, right. that customer interaction, whether it's just following up with whatever leads you get or um, being more aggressive and going out and trying to get new clients. Yeah. Yeah. We did have a, um, somebody that did sales before all this virus stuff happened. Um, but obviously we, I couldn't afford to, uh, to keep them on. Um, but so that for the time being, I'm just doing it and I'm not a sales guy, you know, I don't know too much about it. Um, like I'll send some cold emails and some calls and stuff, but do you have any like, uh, pointers on on how to go about certain things like that because that's my biggest struggle right now is you know reaching out to people like I a lot of times I don't know what to say or you know because some what if I hit up you know a comp like a roofing company mm -hmm. roofing companies and construction companies they always need shirts and hoodies and stuff but a lot of them usually already work with another printer you know so you I mean you got to change your attitude about what you're capable of I mean right. I, you you come off a kind of like uh like soft spoken and i think you might i mean there's definitely sales books that you could go read um if you want to get those kind of like salesy pointers but yeah. for me what i've learned with sales is just listen i know all this shit backwards and forwards and so every single one of your objections every single one of your questions they're going to get answered and the answer is always let's fucking do it like mm -hmm. that's that attitude will get you really far. It's amazing. Right, like right. people who suck at things have that attitude and they make a lot of money. Um, so being timid or cautious will not help you in sales and mm -hmm. being more aggressive with like, Hey, I know you right. said you didn't need anything right now, but we made you this hoodie just because I just want you to know how much better ours is. Or like, Hey, I saw that this pizzeria, is sitting right next to you and we're already doing their merch. So, you know, literally your next door neighbor likes us. What do we, why don't we move forward? Why don't we print? And that kind of right. like aggressive behavior, you're going to get no's, but you're going to also get yeses. And people are going to be able to trust you as like an authority because you can go and you can talk about anything. You can talk about ink, you can talk about thread count, you can talk about different brands. You can talk about eco-friendly. You can talk about this is the cheapest thing I can give you. It's just about mm -hmm. like taking that aggressive attitude. And honestly, the best way to do that, because I did it like years ago uh, for a whole nother company, but the most like aggressive way for you to get really used to people and what they say and how it's actually kind of repetitive is to yeah. just do cold calls over and over and over and over and just open a Yelp page. And until okay. every business in Buffalo knows you, you're not done. Like if you just keep calling, you're going to get new clients. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it's one of those things, like when you're starting, you have to be a little psychotic to grow because you will, <laughs> you will find yourself being like, okay, there's 500 shirts due and they're due in two days and I need to go on the press but also we have nothing books next week. So we're going to finish this job and then be broke. So right. like, maybe you do need to print till midnight, but you need to book next week too. You can't let sales be magical and automatic because you posted an Instagram picture. It's not going to happen, especially in the beginning. Yep. Your reputation later on does help a lot and it does give you more clients, 
But in the mm -hmm. very beginning, you just do not know anyone. Because when I search screen printing in your town, you don't pop up on a Google listing. Like you're not a, a you know, top 10 screen printer in that area. So you can't rely yeah, on- at the bottom. Right. You can't rely on essentially like free organic traffic because it's not coming. Right. So yeah, I would think that if we had to like summarize all your tasks. <laughs> yeah. uh, Number one, fix the Google page so it's perfect. Fix the Yelp page. Fix any of those pages that need details so that they have them. Mm -hmm. Go into that website and expand it and also try to focus it so that it's trying to serve a specific customer and it explains that you do screen printing and that's the number one core business. Yeah, right. Create a plan for your sales and block out a chunk of time every day that you're doing sales just every day. If you're going to spend two hours on sales, you will make more money. Right. Two hours on the phone, either calling strangers or calling like warm leads because you're giving away a promotion or whatever. Any sort of sales effort that's consistent will be better than no sales effort. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you can't afford a sales guy right now. Um, quick question is, as far as like the, uh, <clears throat> focusing my website like on a specific kind of like niche um yeah like so say for example say i'm just trying to uh i'm trying to go after like you know construction companies and roofing companies and, and that's what i specialize in you know we got a bunch of deals for roofers right now it's winter whatever mm -hmm. um how do you kind of like implement that like on my website without it just being like we only pr print for roofers or whatever i mean know? you could do there's there's two paths one is you can literally create a website that's like uh, buffaloconstructionuniforms.com. Mm -hmm. And then you really do just print for construction companies, roofing companies, plumbers. Like that really is the focus. And that website might make you a lot of money if you focus it enough. But if you want to do it as AV graphics and promotional, then you need to start creating pages as if they were websites. So yeah. don't just say one sentence that says, we work with construction companies, make an entire page, talk about previous clients that you've helped, talk about why you're better, talk about the fabrics you're gonna offer them that won't tear as quickly, talk about mm -hmm. uh, how your inks are gonna be able to hold up in the wash for two and a half years. All the things that honestly are kind of just normal features, like all you're gonna do is sell them a Hanes Beefy and put Plastisol on it, but you need right. to sell that as a positive and you need to talk about why it's a positive. And even if it might seem a little bit repetitive, all those separate pages are going to help in your search ranking. And it's also going to have people who find your search that they're going to see the web page and it's going to confirm what they're looking for. You're always wanting to tell them, yes, I can service you. So if okay. you if you make a claim and then they go to the page and they're like, this guy hasn't told me anything at all, it's an empty page, you're not going to get the conversions. Right. If you do want to focus on construction, that should be at least a separate page within the website or a whole new like business name. Right. And okay. I wouldn't worry too much about explicitly Buffalo. Like we found that with shirt agency, you can see Los Angeles written all over our website because we wanted to rank high for LA. But yeah. there's a lot of people that use us because they just think that we're going to be doing a good job and we like moved up our ranking in general, especially where you are. I mean, you're a one day ship to Manhattan 
and how many opportunities are there in, in Manhattan for custom merch? Um, right. So to be like, to make an entire page of like, hey, anyone in the state of New York gets free shipping. Here's why we're the best choice for all New York merch needs. Like we can do mm -hmm. this and that in three days. We can offer you this at this price. We can do water-based, we can do discharge, we can do plastisol. We can like having all those millions of bullet points are then searchable by Google. So like it's getting crawled by Google bots constantly and they're seeing all that updated stuff. Another thing okay. you can do is blog posts. Like our website, I'm pretty positive no one reads our blogs. Like there's <laughs> two blogs every single month that get yeah. on shirtagency.com. And I don't even care if no one, <clears throat> but they're getting crawled by those Google spiders and all of that text is getting processed and Google's going, their website is updated consistently. So they're obviously open. They're mm -hmm. talking about this subject, that subject, this subject, and they're continually putting out content about it. And so those blogs that are really repetitive, like why am I still talking about Plastisol in 2020? Yeah. They're improving my searchability. And if someone does click on them, I'm explaining to them exactly what they want to hear. Like, this is why you're going to do water-based ink on an eco-friendly, like organic cotton t-shirt. And it's just, right. it's all there. It's actually written. If it's not written, no one can read it. Okay. So yeah, like the more information, the better then, huh? Yeah. I mean, even if it seems completely exhausting. Okay. I always just kind of had the impression like it should be a, uh short and sweet and to the point but i think you're right you are right there like with the google seo and all that stuff it does like looking at it you know you... i mean like if you look at custom inc who are obviously like the people destroying all of us <laughs> custom inks <clears throat> thousands of pages thousands yeah. and if you type up almost any major city in america and you type in custom shirts most of yeah. the time it says custom inc and then that city name, they're not there, yeah. but they went and made website pages for every city that they could possibly think of so that they yeah. could then kick your ass in your local market. Right. And so like to compete with that, you have to at least kind of play ball with the way the search engines work. Mm. Not to mention people do feel more comfortable with you. Like if you say, here's a ton of information, you don't have to have, like the website doesn't have to be chaotic it can be here's a blog post about this i don't care if you ever read it but it's there so if someone wants to keep linking and keep seeing if you're trustworthy those links keep doing something but if you go on your page right now and you currently just try to start getting a quote even mm -hmm. that link's not working like that no. that's a huge problem when you're like you being a dollar cheaper than custom ink is not going to fix the fact that it doesn't even seem trustworthy that your site works. Right. And I think all of this is something you can fix yourself. You don't need to hire website people. What's it built on yeah. like Squarespace or? No, WordPress. Um, uh, yeah. I've done a bunch of websites, so I'm pretty familiar with it. I just use Elementor. I got the pro, so everything's kind of really drag and drop for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't copy paste people but check out somebody who's local, but killing it. Like check out like printed threads, check out barrel maker and mm -hmm. don't copy paste their websites, but copy paste the structures of their websites. 
So yeah. you'll see that on their websites, they don't have two pages and a contact form. They've got a lot going on lot. and they're showing all these things that most people will never read. And so you should try right. to have your website be that deep and be like, okay, today I'm gonna do, I'm gonna basically copy the fact that they have this section in my own words with my own uh, offerings. Cause you're obviously right. not gonna like be able to do exactly what like printed threads can do or like you can't do exactly what family industries can do with live printing but you can okay. offer live printing in buffalo new york and you can mm -hmm. explain what it is you're offering on your own live printing page i don't know if you want yeah. to offer live printing but it was just an example we do we <laughs> we do actually we've done a, a quite a few um things for like bands and stuff it's just uh it's a hard thing to for people to wrap their minds around at least around here we do it, we do it uh, where the customer pays everything up front and we don't have yeah. people buy the shirts. They're almost always promo. Oh, really? So like the band or whoever is in charge of the event pays for it? Yeah. So it's like if you have like a corporate party, especially like coming into Christmas, um, yeah. if it was a normal year, you'd have 200 people at the Christmas event and you get right. booked to be standing there. You print 200 shirts live. And yeah. during the party, people come up and they've got like their ticket or whatever that the boss gave them. And you print their one shirt and they think it's fun and like it's a hangout thing. But the, yeah, yeah. the boss paid you $7.50 a shirt before you ever even arrived. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to process individual sales for the band because when you're doing that, you might sell 20 shirts and then the band gets half the money and it's like, that's what, you, yeah, that's what, what that's our, right. <laughs> Yeah, that was our um, the issue we ran into with that. So yeah, I, I mean you don't have you don't have to copy us, but we have a two thousand yeah, dollar yeah. minimum on live printing, just because oh, really? there's so many things that are not worth it, and you're constantly yeah. getting told like, oh, come to this like beer fest, and then we'll take half the money you make, but you get to set up and waste all of your own time, and hopefully you'll mm -hmm. make enough money. And it's like, those opportunities aren't really good opportunities. They're just trying to fill a void. Um, yeah, yeah. They're not necessarily like expecting to make much money. They just want their event to look bigger. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever, um, have you ever heard of uh, Monument Limited? The guy, um, Cam, he has a YouTube channel. Oh yeah, I think I've seen one or two of the YouTube things. Yeah, he does like, uh, I think he does like tutorials and stuff. But I've seen one of his videos where he does like the uh, live printing and stuff. And I think he does it similar to what you do. Like they pay, they pay him like what X amount of dollars just to show up plus X amount of dollars for each shirt that he prints or whatever. And they have to guarantee like at least a certain minimum or something like that. Yep, yeah, we're 125 an hour just because we're there. And yeah. then we're at $2,000 minimum. And then the price per shirt is the normal price per shirt in our shop. Okay. So you can pay thousands of dollars to have us show up. But we also do it for like corporate accounts where they're going to spend $100,000 at the event. So paying us $12,000 is a tiny part of the entire event. They right, already right. have other staff. They already have the whole building they're paying for. It's a totally different mindset than somebody who's like yeah. trying to make some money. Uh, live printing doesn't work very well when you're outside of the corporate game. 
like the corporate clients, it's amazing though, because they just have a marketing budget and it's kind of no one's money. It's just people mm-hmm. who are in charge of spending it, but they don't, they're not attached to it. They're not worried about spending a few thousand dollars. Right, right. Yeah. Not to mention those same clients will come to you when they need stuff that they have to either sell or give away. So you have that client, like we do Hyundai, which we've done for like two years now. And they have us do the promotional products for events that we're not at just because they already like us for the live printing. So you end up with like this double whammy of a client um, just because you get in with their marketing team, essentially. As far as getting like, do you, you guys have some salespeople, right? Obviously you're a bigger, quite a bigger shop. No, not really. No, no. I mean, me and Joni started it in 2012 and we don't have anybody. I have Jan Juan who's in the Philippines and he fills out quote forms for me. And, Mm -hmm. uh, he makes like $6 an hour because in the Philippines that goes further. And all I have him do is log into Printavo and take the data from the order forms, put it in Printavo, and then send it from the sales website, sales email. And that's just to save me from filling out quotes for however many people. Because if I'm running an ad, I have 20 something leads or 30 leads in the email. And to me, even out of those, we'll only convert like less than a quarter. So filling out those forms ends up sucking up a lot of time. And so I'm better off paying him to just like do it for however many hours he works each day but Mm -hmm. i mean people can make millions of dollars by themselves with sales i mean you could shut down up focus on nothing but sales and make a ton of money just outsourcing if you get good at sales i mean i think sales is more powerful than the ability to pull a squeegee no it definitely is it's just um it's hard to uh we don't know a lot about it like, you know, getting in front of the right people and stuff with small businesses, it's, it's good. And it's okay. Cause you can obviously call like a, you can call, you know, whatever, a pizza place and talk to the owner, but yeah. for like, um, for a lot of things, like, uh, there's like companies that will manage like bigger bands and stuff and like rappers and stuff. And they'll, they'll like be in charge of their entire thing, even though they don't screen print t-shirts or make buttons or whatever, they're mm-hmm. in charge of that, you know? So it's like, you know, you got to get in front of those people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have merch management clients that we do stuff for like um, music today. We're like one of a dozen printers they use. We're not the Mm -hmm. printer for them. And sometimes getting your foot in the door is as simple as like, hey, I know that you may not need printing today, but I'm going to keep following up with you on email. And if you need something turned around in two days in the state of New York, I'm your guy. And then two weeks later, like, hey, just check it in. Doesn't matter if you uh, need printing, but how you doing? Doing good? Want me to send you a hoodie? Want me to send you some, <laughs> some like prints? Want to get like a I'll water bottle offer done? Offer a sample? Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't even offer a sample. Just be like, hey, what's your address? I'm sending oh. for some, some prints. Yeah, like, yeah. The more they know you, they know you. And there's a lot mm-hmm. going on with uh, like merch management companies where they just need someone reliable to handle it and they don't care that much about the budget again. Um, like we just ran this big run of totes for a uh, like food delivery company. 
I won't tell you which one, but it's like one of the big three. And yeah, it's yeah. all because of a um all because of a manager person who we've done jobs for where we would do like 90 shirts because she needed it for the Staples Center and mm -hmm. we would do it in a day and it just it was reliability and a relationship. And so the reason we got this big order wasn't because they're scouring the nation for the greatest printer of all time. It's because we've already done some stuff with her and she knows that we won't miss the due date. And so right. a lot of it's just like, how do I build relationships? How do I make people like me? How do I make them trust that I'm not going to do anything weird and screw this up and then mess up their money? Mm -hmm. And you can start that with something as simple as just like reaching out and then being super consistent with your um, sales calls and your emails over and over again. Like, I don't know if you ever yeah. get these, but I get these super obnoxious loan guys who are always asking if I yeah. need business capital. Yeah, oh, yeah, I get them all the time. Is I get the same dudes like clockwork. Like they're yeah. scheduling when I'm going to get my next email. And they're normally using something like Salesforce mm. so that no matter what, I just get an email from them for two, every two weeks. We're not looking for some like loan, but if I mm. was and I wanted a hundred grand. You know, yeah, you know who to call. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's like, you want to be that guy for them for printing. Yeah, the, the loyalty, like customers are loyal in this business, I noticed. So it's just like building that relationship with people is like just the hardest part, really. Yeah, but I mean, if or, you're going to- At least getting introduced. If you commit you know? to every, to two hours every day, you're going to start making that happen. Yeah. It like it, it, nothing happens overnight, but it can happen mm -hmm. pretty fast. Like we- we went from $40,000 in sales the first year and all we did was outsource to like a hundred and something to like 450,000. So in within like 24 months, it was just like, oh, you didn't screw this up. I mentioned it to your friend and then now you have this person. And then it's like, oh, you didn't yeah. screw that up. I talked to this guy and then now you have this person. And it's like, it can snowball if you know that you can handle the work, getting all those new sales can make it so that you have to expand because you can't keep up. I mean, when we got right. our auto, we were printing at like 1 a.m. every day on manuals and we were outsourcing to other shops. That's when we got our mm. auto. Getting your auto yeah. because you want one, that doesn't change anything. But having no, some no, yeah. work that not having an auto will kill you, like that's the position you want to be in. Yeah. And it's just the, the, um, the time aspect too. Like you save a lot of time with the auto. Like if I could have, you know, somebody, or even if it was just me and, and this other guy, you know, printing on the auto it would take like half the time than what we're doing now on the manual, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And that way I could focus more time onto like sales and other stuff, you know, especially when you can't afford to like, you know, bring more people on at the, at the moment, you know? Yeah, I mean, but maybe you can do that exact same thing with outsourcing. Maybe decide sales is the most important thing for your business to grow. Therefore, yeah. after X amount of shirts a day, which is where your employee and you working, like, let's say you are on press only five hours a day. Mm -hmm. You on press five hours a day and him figure out a number of what you're capable of. And every single thing past that is outsourced because growth is more important than you 
hustling things up. Right. I mean, you can go ahead and grind and work till midnight, like people do that. But sometimes it's like, hey, how much less did I really make by not printing it? Like you can still yeah. mark up the blank. Whatever shop you're, get, you're going to make a deal with is going to give you some sort of contract printing. So you mm. might have lost out on 2 or $3 on the shirt, but you still made 2 or $3. The clients yeah. are free and you can grow. Then you can get to 130000 gross. And then you can get to 200000 gross. And you haven't bought any equipment. You have no overhead. You have no crazy electric bill. Like electric bills, I don't know if you have natural gas in your building. Yeah, but electric it's, it's bills, cold here too yeah <laughs> electric bills on real dryers and on autos get insane i paid two thousand mm. a month in electricity really so you got to really assess your overhead and decide like is owning it better than outsourcing and then maybe i make my shop this awesome boutique manual shop that people visit and they're like this is so cool i want to i want them to do this um, there's a shop in LA called imprint revolution. Um, mm. and there's another one called Sunday print and both of them have never gone auto imprint revolution. Uh, they outsource all their auto work and then Sunday print, they don't even outsource. They just tell people like what we do is we print like 50 to 200 shirts and that's what it is. And they charge a fortune. Sunday print charges really? like fourteen to seventeen dollars a shirt. They won't print on Gildens. They won't print on like Fruit of the Looms. Mm. But when you go and you hang out, it's like oh, I just want to hang out. Like the shop yeah. looks dope. It's super clean. They have like the little lounge area. You're talking to the printer about how he's gonna print it with specialty inks, and you have your meeting in person. Like, there's ways that you can kind of make the sales experience so good that who cares if you're cheap or who cares if you outsource the big orders you're just trying yeah. to make people feel comfortable and let them know that you're not going to let them down yeah even that, that personalization is good like we do have a, a shop that's like this shop um for the people that taught me how to print and uh i outsource stuff to them sometimes if i get overwhelmed or if it's like uh, CMYK, because I don't do CMYK. So, I mean, you should talk to the owner and get a blatant contract list. With him. I do, yeah. I, I yeah. um, I know her. She, uh, when I was in high school, she she was well, her was her father originally, but she owns it now. Um, they taught me how to print when I was in high school, so I have a pretty good relationship with them. So I feel confident on like, um, farming stuff out to them, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean I it's so i think tomorrow morning just like slam two monsters back to back <laughs> and just decide like period i'm gonna make a grand today yeah like just go hard on phones emails and fix that website yeah but if you write yourself a to-do list with a timeline of what you're gonna do each hour you'll find mm -hmm. yourself accomplishing a lot more tomorrow yeah yeah. Oh, um, one more thing too. When uh, going when you're going after like say you're going after like a mid, like I'm not trying to go after uh, like Apple or anything, but if I was going to go after like a bigger company, you know, maybe it's a chain of restaurants or something, and I want to talk to 
how do you like kind of get get in front of the right person to speak to about because a lot of the times you can email like an info at you know whatever.com and it kind of just goes to some generic person who's not going to pay any attention to if you are like hey i can get you custom shirts or whatever you know i mean a lot of a lot of companies that are middle-sized are going to have a staff page and they're going to have like a team page or a staff page and you're going to be able to see like you know janet's in charge of marketing um yeah and then your goal is figuring out how to contact janet directly whether she has a public email or you're sending an email to the info saying like hi i'd like to have a meeting with janet about improving the merge for your blah 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 like or hey i want to send a care pack package to janet what's the address and what should i uh put down as her office suite that kind okay. of thing like even if you are on the general phone number or if you are trying to do like an info at website page mm-hmm. calling out who you want to talk to is going to get you there a lot faster instead of hey i want to bother someone who's that someone right that's like what receptionists are trained to not let you do so right, right. ask questions of a receptionist you want to act mm-hmm. like you're already in the door you already know who you want to talk to you know? yeah so you're okay. you're saying like hey i need to talk to david david's in charge of this and that and i need to have a meeting with him today blah 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 right. it's all about like kind of blind confidence and it won't always work but you can't stop because mm-hmm. the more you ask for permission the more people will say no mm-hmm. but anyway thanks so much for doing the podcast yeah thanks for having me let me yeah, know i'll check up i'll check up happens. with you in a couple weeks we can let I'm everybody doing. know that you've succeeded in a few weeks <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. come on and be like, so I just I just had to kick the model out of the room and I'm mm-hmm. in my mansion. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, good talking to you.